Today, we talk about how to lighten up your images. Trust me, it'll all make sense. This is Behind the Shot. Hi, once again, welcome to Behind the Shot. I'm Steve Brazel, your host, and this is the show where we try and get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look behind one of their shots from conception to completion and all the stories and challenges that happen in between. As always, you can find the show notes for this episode and the image that we're talking about at BehindTheShot.tv. And once you're there, you can subscribe if you want to in many different ways in audio or video format. And for that matter, if you want to subscribe through your favorite podcast catcher, your podcast app, you can do that as well. And we also have both an audio and if your podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, supports it, there is a video version in a podcast app as well. Plus, you can get the videos over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash behind the shot. If you go to YouTube, favor to ask, subscribe, click the bell, choose all. That way, you know, every time we release a new episode, including those new ones that I'm doing with Don Komarechka, the image critique shows. Now, if you want to get in on the image critiques, it's going to sound more difficult than it is. You need to be a Flickr member. It can be the free Flickr account. You don't have to pay anything, but go over to Flickr, join Flickr, free account or paid account, and then join the Behind the Shot group, Behind the Shot on Flickr. Once you're in the Behind the Shot group, you can start submitting images to the group at any time you want to, but we don't just use those for the critiques. We don't want to grab an image accidentally somebody just put into the group for fun and critique it and hurt their feelings. So if you want your image critiqued, you must also tag it with the Flickr tag, not a hashtag, BTS critique, no spaces. That'll get you into that. And that brings us to today's guest. Now, before I bring her on, I want to give a little introduction on how I met this young lady. In February of this year, I was at WPPI in Las Vegas, and I was hanging out with my friend Skip Cohen. If you don't know Skip, you should go over to Skip Cohen University and check out everything Skip does. He knows everybody in the industry. He's a wonderful guy and does some amazing work from the business side, from the creative side as well. And so I'm hanging out with Skip and he had an invitation to a rather exclusive party. And he said, Steve, come with me. I thought, that's kind of cool. So I get there, I'm sitting outside the restaurant and Skip had said to me, I'm going to bring a couple other people as well. And Skip walks up with this young lady. It is Aaron Holmstead. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing so good. It is so wonderful to see you again. We had you fun in well. Vegas, didn't we? We had so much fun. It was so great meeting you and your wife. It was really an honor. And I got to say, WPPI this year to me, for just that reason, the networking side of WPPI, it was one of the best WPPIs that I've actually been to. Did you feel that way about it? I agree. Um, that is one of the favorite, my favorite things about WPPI is just meeting people, socializing, networking. That's what makes WPPI for me, to be honest. And when we were sitting at the bar at this restaurant and we're sitting there drinking margaritas or whatever it was, <laughs> and I think it started where we exchanged business cards and I looked at your business card. And when yes. I looked at your business card, it was one of those, <gasps> wow, <laughs> moments for me. And don't misunderstand me. I mean, I meet, I know a lot of photographers. I've had a, amazing photographers that are legends on this show. Your work leaped off of that business card for me. It's just, it uh -huh. was so good. And then we started looking through your portfolio on my phone. And I immediately thought to myself, okay, I have got to get you on this show. <laughs> and I want it for people who don't know you. 
And some people may know you through PhotoFocus, which we'll talk, touch yeah. on in a minute. If, if you go to PhotoFocus.com ever, you may know Erin's work, uh, or at least her writing. Mm -hmm. But your photography, I've had difficulty describing what you shoot. Because when I look through your portfolio, I see commercial work. I mm -hmm. see portrait work. I see not fashion, but like beauty work. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of kind of what Lindsay Adler would shoot kind of oh, beauty work. Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, and yet so uniquely different than that. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of self-portraits and stuff. That's confusing in the sense of describing <laughs> you to somebody. How do you do it? How do you uh, describe Erin? I know. Um, I beauty commercial photographer. Um, but I'm also just a photographer who loves photography. Um, I love a good self-portrait. I am a huge fan of those. Um so yeah, kind of a mix, but I would categorize beauty commercial. So beauty commercial photography, it's, it's almost like a whole new genre. <laughs> Your self-portraits are, there was a shot I saw on, I hit my microphone again. We did this in the first recording that we did that we were having internet problems too. I don't normally do that. I'm super excited for this. Um, I'm like, I, I don't know why I'm talking with my hands. What am I doing? It's freaking me out. So as I'm looking through your portfolio, there was a couple of shots I'd go, oh, wow. And you'd say, oh, that's me. Yeah. And then I'd pull up another one and go, my God, honey, to my wife, look at this. Yeah. And Aaron would go, oh, yeah, that's me too. <laughs> How do you... Yeah. I, I understand the concept of a self-portrait, but <laughs> right. the only person I know that takes self-portraits to this extreme, mm -hmm. like the one with the crazy makeup that you've got. Oh, Yeah like almost a Halloween makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only one I know that, that really goes out on a limb with self portraits like that is Anya auntie who I've had on the show before that does oh, wow. this amazing surreal stuff. Explain to me how you come up with the self portrait idea and pull that off. First of all, thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. Um, since I love photography um, and I'm a mom, I have a herd of children and sometimes my brain is going a mile, like miles a minute. And for me to kind of calm my brain, to express myself, to get out whatever I've got going on in my head, um, it's through photography. It really is a stress reliever for me to express myself. And so it started out with um, getting a new black light and some black light paint for Christmas one year. And just decided, hey, let's test this out. Let's kind of try it, see what happens. Um, however, that was one o'clock in the morning. So I didn't have a client. I didn't have anyone that I could use. And so I thought, hey, I'll just try it with myself. Um, and I instantly became hooked because I could tweak that into, currently I'm doing a quarantine self-portrait series. Um, and so I can take that and express or show whatever I'm going through um, on my own time, in my own place. Um, and I really love it. And at one o'clock in the morning when the herd of kids isn't around, you you use the phrase herd of kids. So I have to ask, how many kids do you I know. Have? Um, this is also going to go into a whole other topic. Currently, which is a weird way to say that I have children. Currently, I have five children. Um, we are foster parents, so that fluctuates a lot of the time. I have two biological children, um, and then currently I have three foster children. Um, so that number is always changing. Um, my home life is a little hectic and crazy, and so um, 
it's easier for me to do a self-portrait, you know, at night or during nap time or when kids are at school. Um, and I can't always get a client or a model during that time. So I was just throwing myself in front of the camera and it really helped me kind of de-stress and let go of some things. The stuff is, the stuff you do self-portrait wise is just crazy good, (laughs) crazy good. Uh, For those of the people that are watching this, I don't normally do this this early because a lot of people watch the video. Mm -hmm. And if you're watching on the video, there's lower thirds that pop up under Erin giving you her Facebook page, her Instagram page, uh, her website and stuff like that. And I don't normally mention it, but I'm raving about you and people are going to be going, I need to see her work now (laughs) if they're listening to audio. So don't do this if you're driving, okay? If you're driving, wait. The website is AaronHolmstead.com. Mm-hmm. The Instagram is Aaron Homestead. That's H O L M S T E A D. And the Facebook is Aaron Homestead Photo. Okay. So AaronHomestead.com, Aaron Homestead on Instagram, Aaron Homestead Photo on uh, Facebook. Seriously, just go check it out. You'll be really happy that you did. So I mentioned nice. Photofocus. Yes. You're a you're a writer and a contributor mm-hmm. to Photofocus on a lot of different things. Explain kind of, you know, helicopter view that is. Yeah. What do you do for Photofocus? Um, an educator, I guess I would say. Um, I share a lot of the things that I do. Um, I would consider myself a DIY photographer. I don't know if there's a category or a genre for that, but I would say that there kind of is. Um, I like to try and use any type of product to do any type of photo, really. Um, so I'm sharing... Um, how I created images, what tools I like to use to create those images. Um, Post-processing, I have a couple of videos of how I make some of the gear that I use um, because I love a DIY project. (laughs) That's really interesting. I got to be honest, I didn't see that part coming. I didn't (laughs) picture you, especially having seen your work, right? I didn't picture it as as being kind of into the DIY stuff. Mm-hmm. You being a beauty photographer, mm-hmm. shooting beauty is kind of, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like product photography. Like when you're shooting product photography, mm-hmm. there are certain things that are mission critical, such as you can't shoot a Coca-Cola can and not get the color red right. Right. Very much. You know, little things in in that kind of product photography matter that that corporate colors are correct. Mm-hmm. With beauty photography, it's the same kind of a thing to me. There's certain parts of it that are so critical, both on a technical and an artistic end. When you're shooting that type of work, what lens could you not live without? Ooh. Oh, or, I mean, gosh. do you use a lot of different yeah. ones or do you have a go-to? I I have two go-to. I love a macro. A macro for beauty is probably, I mean, that is an essential lens for sure. Um, Okay. Okay. Let me, before you go into the second one, because I love a macro lens, like my Canon 102.8 is one Mm -hmm. of my favorite portrait lenses. Yeah. But I use it as a portrait lens from far away. Are you Mm -hmm. using it close up on eyes and lips and stuff? Or are you using it for portrait? Um, a little bit of both. However, I tend to be closer than most people do on their portraits, uh, fill the frame really with the face. I mean, 
uh, like you said, that's kind of the product. The face really is the product. And so that really needs to kind of fill the frame for me. Um, if I'm not using my macro, I'm using my 85, which I should mention I am micro four thirds. So it's not really an 85. It's not really a 60. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, it's what do you a, shoot? I shoot with the Lumex GX8. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What? That totally changes even how I see your work. Uh, <laughs> you and Don Komarechka would get along great because he's a Panasonic guy. Yes. Um, a lot of people are Panasonic guys. Uh, yes. Frederick Van Johnson of, of This Week in Photo is a Panasonic mm -hmm. guy too. So is there any... That's fascinating to me. <laughs> One day I got to sit down over a, a drink with you and, and pick your brain on what made you choose that over... You know, a full frame or because what you shoot, I would think most people are using, you know, full DSLRs yep. and full frame or mirrorless and yep. full frame. Um, that is probably my number one thing, which if you're on Photofocus and follow me on there, you will know that I'm not a gear junkie. Um, I'm not a person that believes you have to have the best gear in order to create the best images. Um, I've never had a full frame DSLR. Um, and... Even now, my GX is considered old. They don't even make the GX8 anymore. Um, but I'm a huge believer that if I know my gear well enough, if I perfect my craft enough, you won't be able to tell that my gear is below no some of the people you know that are using the best gear out there. Well, you 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 know what I mean. Is that I would hope that my wow. art would, you know equal out to the gear they're using, I guess. Well, and the truth is, we always say, everybody says, wow, your camera takes nice pictures. And we always get mm -hmm. defensive and go, well, you know, I took the yeah. picture, right? Yeah. I, and I yes. used to make the joke always that Eddie Van Halen could pick up a $35 guitar from a pawn mm -hmm. shop and make it sing. Yes. Right. I'm a, I would In the say right that's hands. my motto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, fascinating though and for mm -hmm. for those of you listening on audio i do want to tell you if you want to look her up on photofocus just go to photofocus and search her name mm -hmm. or look at the timestamp. and just a few moments ago i had the lower third up of the url to her photofocus <laughs> is there any studio gear that you couldn't live without any studio gear uh i'm a huge fan of godox i have been using them for a little bit lately um i did the whole pro photo thing love pro photos i've shot alien bees my speed light is my go-to generic, um, the newer, new year, how I think is how you say yeah, it. Newer, newer, N-E-E-W-E-R. -E -E yes. Yeah, newer. Um, I've had those forever. That's how I started out really was a speed, speed light, um, used alien bees, pro photos, interfit. I've kind of used them all. Like I said, I don't really care about the name brand really. I just want to know that I can be able to use it <laughs> and light my subject. Yeah, no. Um, but Godox lately is probably my go-to. Um, my modifier, I'd probably say I'm a beauty dish a lot of the times, um, with the grid or bare bulb sometimes. Okay. So I am curious. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going long on this part because you're, you're bringing up so much stuff I want to talk about the beauty dish. <laughs> Mm -hmm. For those people, like I, I understand a beauty dish. I've never personally shot with a beauty dish. It's not right. what I shoot, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. For those people that have never used a beauty dish, what's the attraction to a beauty dish over a small soft box or, or a bare bulb or an, I mean, why a beauty dish? 
Um, for me, it's compact. It's, um, I don't have to muscle through to pop open a softbox. Um, it's kind of continuously set up, I guess you could say. Um, but as for the light, I really love a beauty dish um, because it's a little bit harder of a light. Um, still maintaining its softness though. Um, it gives great shape to a face, um, especially on beauty when it's kind of placed up here on your subject. Really great cheekbones, jaw lines, um, which are huge for beauty photography, I think, um, at least for me, I should say that. Um, and it's, I'm really able to control it and place the light where I want. Um, I'm a little OCD when it comes to my photography and having control over everything is really important to me. Um, and so the beauty dish, I'm really able to control that. And I feel like it's my bread and butter kind of, I guess. Okay. That kind of summed it up. So yeah. I want to get into this shot because this was one of the shots as I was looking through your portfolio that made me go, <gasps> wow, because <laughs> it's just so unique and so different. And I'm going to try and describe this when I say this every time, describing photography verbally. Seriously, sit down and try and describe photography verbally sometime. It's a lot harder than you think. So this is the image. And I don't even, first of all, is there a name for this image? Are you one of those confusion. people that name your images? I think I named it Confusion. Okay. I like that, actually. So this is, this is a portrait. Mm -hmm. It's a headshot, but it's you know, more portrait than tight headshot. Mm -hmm. It's shoulders, a little bit of the, the chest or torso mm -hmm. and all the way up there's space above the top of the hair, uh, very clear head and shoulders headshot, right? The headshot, I'm going to get to the weird part. In a minute. <laughs> the headshot is a young lady looking camera left to her right and seeming to be swinging their head and their hair is whipping around, except Oh, and by the way, the, the facial features are so well-defined, interestingly enough, by shadow as well as shape. So the head is sideways going camera left, and you can clearly see the nose. You can see the edge of the lips, but you can see the full mouth because of the shadow. You can see the eyes and eyebrows because of the shadow. You can see the nostrils because of the shadow. And yet there's no facial features here. This is basically an entire image of nothing but colors, lines, and points. It is awesome. <laughs> it is just freaking awesome. So I, I don't know where to start. Let's start with this. Is this you? Is this a self-portrait? It is. Yes, it is. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I've got so many questions because I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is out there that sh has done something like this before and is going to go, Steve, you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I saw this and knew exactly how it was done. I really don't know what you did here. So right. Panasonic GX8, mm -hmm. yep. looking at the EXIF data, which may or may not be right, mm -hmm. it showed 30 millimeter 2.8 macro, mm -hmm. which on your body, you know, is a 60 millimeter. Yep. So to put that in perspective, it's much more of a, you know, real portrait, uh, you know, uh, uh, lens. Mm -hmm. F10. Yes. Interesting choice. ISO 11, uh, ISO 400. Mm -hmm. It's a one second exposure. 
Yes. Okay, so let's start with this. <laughs> Self-portrait. Let's just go basic. How did mm-hmm. you trigger the camera after you got in front of it? Just my finger. I just reached out and pushed it. Um, I did a delay. Um, and then I did, so my camera would take three images after I pushed the shutter button. Oh, so which gave you time to get your hand away, mm-hmm. do your head swing. Yep. So probably the first image was not anything what you had planned. This was actually the first image, oddly enough, really? out of the series of three. Um, they all three kind of turned out the same. Um, but this head swing was a little more controlled. On the other ones, I went a little too far back. It's just, I mean, I'm serious. This needs to be printed on metal and hung on a wall big. It's oh, that kind of a you. thing. So I, I I don't even, I've got so many questions and I have mm-hmm. some written down and I'm just yeah. at a loss actually. <laughs> what is it? What is? What did you do here? Um. So I had taken my son's Batman cape and I had wrapped my hair up in a pony and then wrapped the Batman cape around my head. So my hair, my hair is dyed. I'm blonde. And so I was using a black light. And sometimes when I use a black light, my hair kind of goes like a green, yellowy color. So I wanted to eliminate that. So I put a cape around my head. Um, I wore a black tank just at my chest. Um, and I splattered a bunch of black light paint all over me. So, oh, it's black light paint. Yes, it is. But your skin went totally black. Yes. Um, I had like, painted- like if you look at the side <laughs> of your nose, right? The side yeah. of your nose or, uh, you know, your chin, even areas of your neck. Mm-hmm. Why did that go black? Because it normally like a black light turns them blue. I should have mentioned I painted my face black prior to splattering myself oh. with black light paint. With what? Just regular, in fact, this was a bad choice. I don't recommend this. I use black latex paint, some art craft paint that I had in my basement. I shot this at the time my basement was unfinished. Um, And so I had a bunch of arts and crafts stuff down there and painted it, my whole face black with that. Um, That's, I would not recommend that. That was really painful to get off my face. (laughs) Did you, okay. So now we're getting, all right. Yeah. You, you, you use latex paint on your face. I did. Yes. By accident. And I mean, black I didn't light realize paint it on was. top of the black latex paint. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then swung your hair. So I'm guessing all the, so, you know, you, the way your hair is swinging, there's, there's sharp yellowish type points at the front of your face. Those are the tips of your hair, I'm guessing. So no, my hair was completely pulled back and I had the black cape around my whole head. So I splattered the paint on the cape that was on top of my head. And so when I, I sat like this and just went back and forward, and that's what looks like the paint on the cap is what made it look like hair. It wasn't really hair. My hair was fully contained. You oh, can see it. Oh, it's not hair. Yes. Oh, it's this just gets my better movement. And better and better. <laughs> Did you. D- was this literally a random experiment and you didn't know what would happen or did you pre-visualize this type of an effect? A little bit of both. I went in wanting, um, I, like I said, I got a black light for Christmas. I had gotten some paint as well. Um, and I was feeling 
very confused in life with some of the things that were going on. Um, like I said, being a foster parent, things can be a little confusing. Um, and so I just needed to kind of do something crazy. And I was wanting to experiment with black light so that I could potentially do a black light makeup shoot. Um, and I was trying to do my makeup and that didn't work out. So I ended up washing that off. And when I washed my face off, my face became really irritated and putting the light back in front of my face, my skin looked really horrible because I had scrubbed it and irritated it. And so I thought, I'm just, I need it to be dark and blacked out. So grabbed some paint, slapped that on. And then I thought, I'm okay, just hold, on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you started this with, yes. when I washed my face, my face became irritated. Mm -hmm. And your answer to that was, <laughs> let's get some black latex paint. That's perfect, yes. right? It was the yeah. makeup companies are, are sitting back now thinking, well, we never thought about using black latex paint. Maybe we should look at that for a product. Uh, yeah. It, Amazing. It, in, I did not. I mean, I knew it was latex paint, but it didn't trigger in my head at the moment that that's a really bad idea for your skin. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, it was not the best idea. Well, I, I've, I, I never thought I would say this. Yeah. But. Black latex paint looked great on you. Thank you. I thought so too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just, it brings out an amazing color in you. <laughs> Thank um, you. Literally in this case. Uh, so the black light. Mm -hmm. Is this a single black light, like a normal screw in bulb? Is it, is it mm -hmm. like a small fluorescent yeah. style black light bulb? Um, it's one off Amazon. It's like 35 bucks off Amazon. It's a, like you said, a strip. Um, light from there and the paint is also from Amazon I think it was about 12 bucks for the pack of like three or it's got six little tubes of black light paint in it how'd you splatter it on you um, I just dipped each color on a paintbrush and then kind of took the paintbrush and did the little flick thing um, oh like you're cleaning it. a toothbrush type thing yeah. with your thumb mm -hmm. and you flicked it on you okay so you didn't yep. swing it type thing no mm -mm. I just kind of started to flick it just one light? Just one light. Um, that's all. Just the black light. Where is it in, in with, with you here looking camera right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. With you looking right, camera left. Yes. Where's the black light? Right in front of my nose. Okay. So it's like a key light style or yep. but side. So it's a real yes. contrasty key light. Yep. So it's it's 90 degrees from your face from the camera. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Did you, I never thought about this, but you know, black light is a different type of luminosity even. So mm -hmm. did you have to experiment? Was this the first try these three shots or did you have to experiment with distance of the black light? I did throughout the, I spent probably about an hour kind of messing around and trying different things. Um, I was definitely experimenting with it um, and trying a bunch of, things, different angles, um, positions, you know, that type of thing. This is, this shot is, and if you're watching the video, you'll see this, it's in portrait mode. Uh, the, the actual shots in portrait mode mm -hmm. in the YouTube poster or the graphic that's going to be on the website. It's been converted to a landscape mode by adding black in front of it, extending the black out to fill a, a 16 by nine video frame. Mm -hmm. I like 
the fact that it's in portrait mode. Again, I can picture this printed on metal. I don't mean metal <laughs> paper. I mean printed on actual, you know, like image wizards metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just so again, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of ways to do self portraits. You're coming up with doing a black light and paint. Mm-hmm. Were there other ideas that you had that you didn't execute or ideas that you executed that night, that morning <laughs> that you felt afterwards didn't work? Yeah, um, for sure. I suppose I mean- the question I should ask is, <laughs> Did your kids see this and think yeah. mama's crazy? <laughs> um, my kids love photography as well. My oldest son is nine and he is obsessed with it. Um, and so I have blacklight painted them um, and done portraits of them. Um, as as one does. Yes, exactly. As one does. Um, my kids are a huge fan of light painting just in general. Um, and so we're always doing things together with them. And um, I teach... I run the little photo club at my kids' elementary school. Um, and so they kind of get more excited over that as well. But yes, I have a running list of things that I constantly want to try. Um, self-portrait type work that's constantly running in my head. Um, and so I have gone back since this photo and tried other things and done other techniques um, and just really... I guess, tried everything and continue to try everything. I'm constantly coming up with crazy ideas for sure. It's the beautiful part of creative photography, actually. And it's it's one of the reasons I think kids uh, can enjoy it. If, if I'd known some of the things I know about photography now, man, would I have gotten into it way, way earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things where it's like, go play. You're not going to break anything, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just go shoot pictures, experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, don't put your life in risk. Don't do a <laughs> selfie on the edge of a cliff. Right. But other yeah. than that, you're not really going to break anything. What would you have done to an image like this in post-production? Okay. So I, I'm not a fan of post-production. I shouldn't say that I don't like it, but I really try hard and kind of value that I try hard into nailing my shot in camera. For this image particularly, I kind of bumped up the vibrance a little bit and um, I had a V-flat behind me. It didn't extend as far as I needed it to extend the V-flat. So I did darken and kind of make the edges as black as the center was behind me. but really, that's it. Just bumped up uh, so the So it's vibrance. a black V-flat, obviously. Yeah, a black V-flat. Um, and then vibrance, a little bit of clarity. That's kind of it, really. I love it. I that's love pretty, it. And the vibrance was a good choice. It's a pretty in-camera shot um, with maybe a small, teeny tweak. See, I could see somebody going saturation nuts on this. And it's it's the subtleness and realistic color. Right. The right. the colors are all bright and vibrant, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, right. clipping in each individual band type thing, yeah. which yeah. could have been done really easy if somebody went too aggressive with it. So what is your what is your general routine when mm-hmm. you when you shoot your general post routine for beauty or anything else? You take the pictures, they're in camera. What happens? Um, I love to make people 
and my clients feel the best they can um, in camera. And so clearly I'll go in. I know everyone has zits and acne and skin things that aren't what their normal face Speak for yourself. look like. <laughs> well, their normal face doesn't look like sometimes when we're shooting. So I'll go in. I'll right. clean those up. Um, I'll, you know, make their skin look like themselves, but on a really good day of just having perfect, a perfect day, really, when it comes to skin. Um, so I really do that. I will kind of saturate the iris a little bit, bring a little bit more color into there, make sure that's kind of the focal point. I really love a good portrait where the eyes just pull you in and captivate you. Um, so doing that. Are you doing this in Lightroom or Photoshop or, or, or capture one or what? Um, I use perfectly clear a lot of the time. Um, oh, okay. I use uh, Photoshop as well, but I'm, if it's quick and fast, my go-to is Lightroom. Um, but is that if, when, when you talk about bringing the iris up, is that where you're doing it with an adjustment usually brush? Usually I'm doing that with perfectly clear, perfectly clear. Um, they kind of have their preset things already done and then you can create your own in there as well. And so I have a couple of my own little preset things that I've come up with so I can just batch process the whole thing right through there. Um, if I'm working for like some of my bigger clients, like Paul Mitchell, um, that editing process is a little more intense and a little more in depth. Um, and so I'll usually pull those into Photoshop and really kind of get into the nitty gritty of all that. So when you're doing, you know, cause they have photographers that shoot high end beauty, mm -hmm. yeah. but then they have a Kelly Robitaille who does the retouching right, yeah. thing. You do all your retouching yourself. It kind of depends on the gig, um, and what's going on. But usually we'll send them out to a retoucher that will do that. Um, but I do like to, before I send them out, do a small basic retouch on my own um, before I really send them out. Do you do, like for blemishes and stuff like that, Yeah. mostly clone tool or do you use, I'm yeah. going deep in the woods here. No, you're great. Uh, or do you go, you know, luminosity masking or, or no, I'll do a like clone, that? a clone tool real quick, kind of through everything. Um, and then kind of dig into that to the cloning and dodging and burning and from there, but clone stamp, kind of a basic. One thing I saw about you, which actually for this image makes sense. Mm-hmm is like my NEC that's here to my right will rotate. Right. You rotate your monitor for images that are portrait mode, portrait mm -hmm. orientation, I should say, as opposed to yeah. landscape orientation, mm -hmm. like this one here. You'll take those and you'll rotate your monitor and you'll edit that thing full screen vertically. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I need all the space. I need to see it as large and as big as possible. Um, and keeping my monitor like this made no sense, really. Um, I can't take credit for it, though, because I didn't start doing that until about three years ago um, when another fellow author, Vanelli at Photofocus, um, was editing like that one time when I saw him on a webinar and I was, my mind was blown. I don't know why I hadn't ever thought of it. Um, but now I'll never go back. <laughs> He's a great guy. I like Vanilla. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And like I say, this one rotates mm -hmm. and I never rotate it. And, and 
I have, I don't do as many portrait shots. What I shoot, I tend to prefer the landscape look, Mm -hmm. but uh, I do shoot some. Yeah. And I'm going to rotate the thing now because it yeah. uh, it's it's on a visa mount. I can spin it really, really easily. Mm-hmm. What makes, to you, yeah. what makes a great beauty image? A hero? That sounds very bizarre. Um, so Matthew Jordan Smith is a dear friend of mine. And um, he, years ago, when I first met him, taught me there needs to be a hero in a shot. Um, there needs to be something that is just up on this high pedestal. Um, And so whatever we're working on, if it's an eye makeup, the client's eyes need to be the hero. They need to be just perfection, really. If it's a skin shot, the skin's the hero. So I think it depends on what you're trying to convey, really, that needs to be the hero. Um, But I love... I love a funky face (laughs) on models, Um, something that's not ordinary, not your typical beauty standard. Um, Some cat eyes. I really love some cat eyes. I like that. Okay. Yeah. You think out of the box. So let's go to commercial stuff. Not just a general beauty shot, but Mm -hmm. a commercial shot. What's the one thing that somebody knew at shooting commercial, meaning for a large client that's going to be used in an ad campaign, a marketing campaign or, mm-hmm. or branding or whatever. Yeah. What's the one thing somebody trying to move into being a commercial photographer, whatever it is really, right? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that they may not know that they should know? Somebody sorry. just came in the room. I love it. Come on in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay, you have to hey, we have somebody joining us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got to finish this. Okay. No. Okay, go find daddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> she waved. Oh, dang. I love it. Okay. Um, That's her first appearance on camera? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sadly, no. She's for those of you listening many. to the audio, by the way, boy, did you just miss. Uh, <laughs> so the commercial question. Yes. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Would you repeat that? No, yeah, my pleasure. Uh <laughs> I'm curious because a lot of people look to get into commercial photography Mm -hmm, because it's one of the rare still instances where there's a career available in commercial photography. Mm -hmm. And for somebody that's new trying to get into a commercial job, into commercial work, what's the the misunderstanding they might have? What's the one thing they should know that they may not to get into commercial work? Okay. You... You are a tool for this company. Your job is to take this company and create the company in an image form. You need to understand and dig deep and know the ins and outs of what the company is trying to tell, their story, their idea, their passion, and create that in an image for them. Uh, You sometimes have to step back a little bit personally. and go with what they want, what they need. Um, so I always, you need to become the company. That makes sense. That's actually one of the best best versions of that type of answer I've heard uh, <laughs> is become the company. It's, it's kind of yeah. like the old uh, Caddyshack thing, be the ball. No, no, yes. No, no, no. 
Yes, very much. So, I mean, it's the same. It's the same concept. You have yeah. to you have to commit and embed yourself to something, right? Uh, yeah. To succeed at it. So, who is a photographer mm-hmm. that people may not know? You already mentioned Matthew Jordan Smith, so let's yeah. make that a given, right? Right. If yeah. you don't know who Matthew Jordan Smith is, <laughs> dude, come on. Yeah. Go exactly. look up Matthew Jordan Smith. Yeah. But other than that, who's a photographer? or artists that you think people should follow? Gosh, that's a loaded question. Um, It is. I think, well, I don't know because a lot of people already know her, but like you said, Lindsay Adler, I'm a huge fan of her. I'm not only a huge fan of her, because of her work. I'm a huge fan of her because she's also an educator. She spills all her beans. She tells you the ins and out of how she created every image and everything she's really done. She just shares and shares and shares. Um, And I completely value that. I appreciate that. I would say her, um, someone else that I think, well, she's also kind of a big name too, Brooke Shaden. Um, okay. she's a huge self-portrait photographer. Um, and she has a creative group of people kind of that, um, share their knowledge. They're more self-portrait based, I would say. And it's a really cool creative community, um, for you to kind of go in and bounce ideas off of. Uh, so I really love, I love her and the way she good kind picks. of really good tells picks. her story, I guess. Um, who else? Lindsay mm. Adler was an interesting one because I met Lindsay at WPPI. Thanks to the PR guy from Canon, Scott Heath. Yeah. He managed to get me an interview with her and I knew of Lindsay and I loved her work and I, I loved mm-hmm. watching her teach on a, on a Canon stage. But when she came over to do the interview, I don't know that I've ever met somebody so wonderfully energetic. Oh, yeah. And we were talking, and by the way, you can go look up my recap of WPPI 2019 on the website, BehindTheShot.tv. And uh, if you watch that, you'll see Lindsay's interview. And there's a moment in that interview where she goes, uh, we were talking about Boca and, you know, Mm 2.8. And and, uh, what was the word that she used? Delicious. (laughs) You know, like like a, a, a background that just... Oof, yeah, is delicious, and and her energy is addicting. And I'm hoping to get her on. We're working with the quarantine issues nowadays, trying oh, yeah. to get everything coordinated. But hopefully, Lindsay Adler will be on the show as well soon. So, to you, mm-hmm. I love your work. Oh, thank and you, people. If you have not gone to check out Aaron's work, let's go through those once again. What's your website? Uh, AaronHolmstead.com. Okay. And your Instagram? Aaron Homestead. And then Facebook is Aaron Homestead Photo. Yes. So go check her out. The lower thirds have been popping up, but we say it for you listening to the audio feed. And uh, Aaron, I cannot thank you enough. I know it's been hard during all of this time to get coordinated, and you're making it here today just made my day. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. Folks, you need to go to AaronHolmstead.com and follow her on Instagram too. Aaron Holmstead on Instagram. Go check out her work. She just posted and I shared it. If you follow me, uh, I shared it actually 
in one of my stories, she just shared this. I should get you on again to talk about it. This really cool blue headshot photo with the head kind of disappearing. And and I don't know, man, it's just so beyond me. I love this type of stuff. Again, my name is Steve Brazel. If you want to follow this podcast anywhere online, you can do so on Twitter. It's Behind the Shot TV. Instagram, Behind the Shot TV. Facebook, it's Behind the Shot Podcast. If you want to follow me online, you can do that as well. It's Steve Brazel on Instagram and Twitter. Steve Brazel Photography on uh, Facebook. And of course, you know the websites. It's stevebrazel.com. It's like the country of Brazil, but two L's. And the website for the podcast where you can find show notes for today's episode and every episode where you can also find all the different ways that you can listen to the podcast or watch the video for the podcast or subscribe to the podcast, which if you do like the podcast, please do take the time to subscribe. It helps in more ways than you'll understand. You can find those at BehindTheShot.tv. Yes, the videos are on YouTube as well. It's uh, Behind the Shot on YouTube. So go check it out wherever you want to subscribe. And keep in mind, the Flickr thing that I'm doing with Don Komarechka, Image Critiques, join Flickr, can be a free account, join the Behind the Shot group and tag your images, BTS Critique, a Flickr tag, and that enters it into the pool of images that we're choosing once a month to do some image critiques. We just put up image critique number six. The image critiques are only on the YouTube channel, so you can head up there. So again, thanks to everybody for watching. Thank you to my guest this time around, Aaron Homestead. This is the show where we try and get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look behind one of their shots. It's Behind the Shot. I'm Steve Brazel, and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you.